Hey everyone, Michael Anthony here. Van Halen, Chickenfoot, Sammy in the Circle. But anyway, you're listening to the only podcast that is dedicated to breaking down the entire Van Halen catalog one track at a time. And the podcast will rock. Ow! Hello, baby! What is up, all you rockers, rockettes, and everything in between? You have joined us for a new edition of And the Podcast Will Rock. Welcome to the show, everybody. For those who are uninitiated, how did you find us? Uh, well, the answer to that is you love Van Halen. Well, guess what? We are the show that dives into the catalog and discography of Van Halen, one of the greatest rock and roll bands of all time. And we do it one track at a time. I am your co-host, Mark Kamire. With me, as always, Corey Morissette. Corey, are you feeling the love of rock tonight? Oh, like you wouldn't believe, my friend. Uh, when I was driving back from the gym tonight, I, I usually have just a generic playlist. Pretty much all my favorite rock tunes on this massive playlist. I put it on shuffle. It played me two Van Halen songs on the way home. It's two songs to get from the gym to my house. One was a Sammy tune. One was a Dave tune. Both are on the wheel. Uh, both highly uh, manifested. So I don't know. Uh, Kevin Brown on his Queen show, uh, everybody, he called a shot this week. And uh, very impressively, too, because they got a ton of songs on their wheel. Uh, and I, I, I feel like I'm going to call it tonight. I just don't know if I'm going to go the Sammy route or the Dave route. But if we get one of those songs, we're going to be very happy. Oh, I do not doubt it whatsoever. And I don't doubt that you'll probably call your shot because you are uh, the best at it on this show. You've three done it three times. times. Three so times. Uh, going for quattro. So let's see if uh, we can make that happen. But before we make that happen, Corey, uh, what we know that uh, Wolfie is doing his thing in Mammoth WVH. Uh, so uh, what is uh, going on in the rest of the Van Halen ethos, as it were? Well, speaking of Wolfie, uh, there's a great interview with him uh, on the Van Halen News Desk uh, where he's talking about uh, you know, opening for Metallica because they're about to start the uh, North American leg uh, of their uh, world tour. Their uh, no-repeat weekend tour here uh, coming up next weekend, I believe, uh, in uh, New Jersey. I think our buddy John Mariano uh, it might be attending that show. But uh, he right. talked about, you know, meeting Lars at the uh, Taylor Hawkins tribute and, uh, you know, how surreal it is to kind of be opening for Metallica and on that stage. I don't know if you've uh, seen the setup, but they're doing in the round in a football stadium. Uh, pretty hmm. insane uh, stage setup. So Wolfie's like, I, I don't even know how the hell to perform. To, and he's never done in the round, right? It's, it's a different beast. So he yeah. talks about that a little bit. So that interview's on there. Uh, we also got a, a great article on uh, Jason Becker uh, was given a, a guitar by Eddie Van Halen in 96. Uh, to pay for his ongoing uh, health care. He has uh, uh, ALS, uh, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. And now he's selling that guitar to raise money uh, for his ALS care. So I don't know if you got like, you know, 40, 50 grand in your pocket and you want to buy your really cool 96 uh, uh, Wolfie uh, EVH uh, Wolfgang guitar, uh, by all means, uh, go go buy that guitar and help out a buddy, uh, Jason Becker, uh, raising money for ALS uh, uh, care. So uh, that's on there as well. And the ongoing saga of the 1984 documentary. Uh, uh -huh. We talked about this uh, quite a bit. Um, a fan, a Van Halen fan, took it upon himself to make a great documentary on Van Halen uh, in the 1980s, talking about like the S Festival, uh, the building of 5150 Studios, the making of the 94 album. He uploaded the first two episodes, and they were fantastic. This guy knocked it out of the park, just did a fantastic job. And then they got taken down. And of course. it was kind of in, in Alex's hand for a while. The record company was like, because hey, he uses a lot of Van Halen's music, right? We should maybe be paying attention to the story a little bit more. And uh, he was forced to take it down. Uh, he's actually re-edited it uh, with uh, just generic music or anything that that he can kind of uh, get in there for uh, for fair use. Um, but uh, the episode three is now uploaded, the making of the 1984 album. Uh, I haven't had a chance to watch it yet, but if it's anything like episodes one and two, it's going to be absolutely fantastic. And I'm just I'm just sorry that here's a fan who's trying to spread the love of Van Halen, and the record company's like, nope, take that shit down. We don't want people celebrating our music, uh, blah, blah, blah. Like, <laughs> they're the, the so anti-fan. It, it, it's crazy. You think they're a movie studio. They hate fans so much. 
I mean, look, the the labels, I dare say, are, are so, kind of worse than the movie studios these days. Like everything that the um, for those of you not in the know of the entertainment world, uh, the, there is a writer strike and there is an actor strike happening right now. And uh, it's all because, hey, simply they want to be paid wages so that they can afford uh, health insurance. And we're not talking about the A-listers. We're talking about everybody else, all the extras, uh, the, the featured extras, the crew members, the stunt people. Uh, all part of these organizations. And then, of course, the writers that apparently studios just don't give a shit about and they lay, they can just be replaced with AI, and that's horrible. But record labels are have been doing the same thing to artists for years, and we and they do it via uh, streaming. I mean, like I know I'm, I'm hypocritical because I use it too. We all use Spotify, but Spotify is doing nothing to um, help increase... Uh, artist profits if anything they're they're making it so much worse and i wish i could tell you that apple music is doing it better just because they had a lot of artists endorse it but the truth is i don't think that's true and it all still stems from record labels they don't want to put in the time effort and you know and money into bands that they actually believe in because they don't believe in acts anymore it's all about what is going to get us the most uh, hits on tiktok YouTube, things like that. You know, what's the flavor of the week so that we don't ha- we can spend as little money as possible, but still reap in the benefits. So it's it's crazy out there. So the fact that this guy who is trying to make this labor of love project happen and the, the label is like, nope, you're not using the money, those, those songs because uh, they cost money and uh, you're not paying us. So unless you pay us there, it's just it's greed. It's corporate greed. It's the same story in and out all over the place. Uh it's a uh, it's not a great time for the entertainment world right now. It's really not any way you shake it. So um, Corey and I, you know, we're, we're, we're keeping the podcast going. And thank you to uh, uh, all of our lovely patrons who keep the lights on, you know, because we're doing this for fun. We're doing this because we all enjoy uh, the music of Van Halen and we enjoy talking about it. And obviously you guys love talking about it because you're keeping it going. So. The best we can do, all that to say, is just to move forward the best we can until we just absolutely can't anymore. Um, but I'll be damned if we don't get through with this wheel before we get shut down. You hear me? We're doing it. We're, we're pressing forward. So there it is. And also support your artists when they come to town. Buy their merch. Uh, I know people don't buy records anymore, but do what you can. Just just like support your artists, local artists for sure. But I mean, even someone like uh, like Wolfgang, you know, or artists that you genuinely love, they're not doing so hot in the touring world these days. So support them. Show as much support as you possibly can. Absolutely. Could not agree more in that uh, new Mammoth album. Uh, comes out in a couple of weeks, I believe. Uh, I got my uh, yeah. autograph copy pre-ordered from the Mammoth website. I recommend everybody go do that. I got mine coming on vinyl. You can get it on CD, uh, whatever. Wolfie signs him. He actually drew little doodles in a few. Uh, kind of hoping Ooh, cool. the odds are astronomical, but I'm hoping I get one. But I, I highly, highly doubt it. You never oh, know, and, man. Uh, Kevin, Kevin Brown, Tom Brady. Hey, some of us buy records. Missed, uh, my Brian May box set arrived today. Thank God. Ooh, Kevin has been nice. waiting for, for about a week for the uh, Starfleet project, which... Mark Kamire, we're going to be doing, uh, uh, I hope we do it live, actually. Uh, thanks to uh, StreamYard here, uh, we can do it live on our YouTube, live on our Facebook, and live on their Facebook. So we yes. can actually, you know, Randy and Kev from the Seaside Pod Review, you and I uh, talking about uh, the Starfleet project. Man, I can't wait. That is going to be a fun time. Uh, so be on the lookout for that, you guys. Um, uh, anything else happening in the world of Van Halen news other than that? Nope, that's about it on the Van Halen News Desk. Everybody remember, go to vhnd.com to get all your Van Halen news. Get some merch there. Uh, They're selling all the best books uh, signed by the author. You can get all sorts of T-shirts there. Uh, Just, uh, you know, go support the band, like like Mark said, even though Van Halen, you know, have made a dollar or two. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So support Alex Van Halen. You know, he's still still with us. He's still kicking. Uh, Michael Anthony's still with us. Sammy Hagar, whether you feel like they're actual members of the band, I do. So... Uh, moving oh, forward, speaking of which, man. speaking of which, oh, I believe well, it's no. I believe it's uh, Gary Sharon's birthday today, as we record oh, this. Oh, no kidding! Well, happy birthday to you at the time of this recording, Gary Sharon, and uh, no apologies necessary. Uh, you put out a good record, and uh, it's it's good stuff. Please keep extreme going, and uh, yes. that's you know all that's. I think we should leave it at that. There you go. Uh, yeah, tour so, Canada, tour Canada, 
tour Canada, please for Corey's sake. So he can come see you. And so please. you can say hi and, uh, uh, apologize in person for the both of us. I will He's wear like, my oh. apologies to Gary t-shirt to that concert. Absolutely. What, what if he sees it? What if, what if you're at a show <laughs> up there, he sees that shirt and all of our, all of our speculation or fears, whatever that he like secretly listens to the show and he's just plotting his revenge. He sees that and goes like, Holy you. Oh my. Yeah. I got something to say to you. That would be a story to tell. And boy, let's just hope they tour Canada because I really want that. Or if not, uh, come to Nashville extreme. I will wear apologies to Gary's <laughs> shirt. I will go to that shirt and that show and see what happens. So you'll, um, you'll probably see it and say, what are you apologizing for? And I'll say, you don't want to know. Oh my God. Yeah. Just, that, that <laughs> typically he's like, apologize. Wait, what, what are you oh. saying? Sorry for like, nah, <laughs> Ch- Chaz wants no. to hear some beautiful girls. I don't know. Should I bring it out? Kevin, not a no, fan. There's no need for that kind of language, but. There's not. What there is a need for is to go to the uh, the rock and pole from last yes. week. Last week, we went over the track Bottoms Up, and with an astounding positive light, we got a 94.4% what dreams are made of versus a 5.6%. Uh, I'm not shocked that it would vote so high. Uh, I guess I'm more shocked that it was as high. Um, I was thinking more like uh maybe at 90 percent or something what dreams are made of certainly not 94 percent. that's almost like that's nearly there at 100 so you guys seem to really really enjoy bottoms up and i don't blame you but my question is what are you guys saying about it so going into the tweets i'm going to read aloud the tweets that were made by our patrons and uh if you want your tweet guaranteed read from the poll please Go to our Patreon, sign up. We've got a tier for you, I guarantee it. So let's hear what some of our patrons have to say, starting with Ryan Powell. Our buddy Ryan Powell says, Bottoms Up is just plain swinging fun. The harmonizing and interplay between Dave and Mike is the highlight for me, especially when they bust up laughing in the middle of it. It perfectly captures early Van Halen in a bottle. Hashtag what dreams are made of. I agree. I think, uh, yeah, I, I love that little moment where they're laughing because it, it just makes the song feel real, makes you feel like you're in the room with them. I think I d- said that uh, last week, and uh, yeah, that's a great moment. I love it. Uh, the uh, the ever popular Kevin Brown says, uh, and he's in the chat, so he can, he can he's lurking. He can uh, confirm this. David Lee Roth era Van Halen at its finest. Love the hard panning on the intro before the amped up blues shuffle kicks in. Love the scatting and the left-in outtakes in the bridge. Ed's solo is unusually subdued, but tasty as fuck regardless. A good, fun rocker hashtag what dreams are made of. There you go. Uh, perfectly said. Well said there, Kevin. Um, and if you have anything to, add, uh, anything to add to that, please throw it in the chat since you're a patron and a lurker. Uh, but moving forward here, uh, I just want to make sure I'm not going to skip anybody. Make sure. Da, da, da. Uh, Scott Monroe says swinging party rock smooth harmonies primo dave isms two killer solos oozing with attitude a raw breakdown that's funny and quintessential van halen take that shot and down it come on 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 baby whatever what dreams are made of uh he just went nuts on that one either that or he uh fell asleep on his keyboard i'm not sure um but thank you scott good stuff there Moving on here, uh, we go to uh, the other Scott, Scott Everett. He says, F-U-N, just fun. The band had a blast playing this one live and made it fun for all of us to listen to ever since. I can't imagine why they wouldn't, and I can't imagine it wouldn't be fun. Um, once again, just another uh, another thing of making me uh, envious and sad that I never got to see them live, but what do you do? All right. Greg Zito says 10 out of 10 for the swinging track. Love that they left in Dave's off note gives it more swagger and a live feel when a lot of other albums of that era felt overproduced. I think we, uh, I think we can all agree with that. Um, Like I said, that just the fact that you know, and you can hear that it's not uh, produced to perfection, that it's just, it's got a raw feel to it. Even with the outtakes left in, it's just, it just feels real. It feels natural. And that I think is ultimately why we, we dig it so much. Cause it just feels like a natural jam and we're just, uh, we're just lucky to be a part of it. So yeah, right on, right on. 
Jeff Brewer says uh, uh, that Kevin Brown said it best in the chat when he called this song Ed's homage to Billy Gibbons. Uh, Gibbons deserves a ton of credit for my appreciation of Ed's playing. This song is very Lagrangey, uh, but it is still pure Van Halen. Ed's phrasing is unrivaled. Uh, he goes on to say, incredible harmonies, incredible rhythm section, incredible Edward, all in a song about wasting time, jumping up and drinking down most every night. Uh, would you, uh, would you, would you agree with that assessment that, uh, it's Lagrangey? It is. Yeah. It, very early, uh, ZZ Top, which is a big influence, obviously on the Van Halen brothers. They used to cover Lagrange. Uh, and actually in the discord uh, chat, I believe somebody was posting clips of, uh, of, uh, Van Halen doing Lagrange. So, uh, yeah, I, I thought that was a very apt comparison. Well, there you are. There you are. So, uh, and, uh, that'll do it for our patron, uh, tweets. Uh, we saw, we had a lot more and, like a lot of you guys have uh, some good stuff to say, but if you want them guaranteed red, join the Patreon, throw a, throw some scratch our way and we'll scratch your back while we're at it. Or we'll find something else we can entertain you with. I guarantee you nothing is off limits. So Speaking right. of patrons, maybe we should uh, tell, we got a new one this week and uh, he's, ah, he's a guest yeah. on our show just a couple of weeks ago. The one and only Heath McCoy. Welcome to the Patreon. Heath McCoy. Yeah. He hasn't been in the discord server yet. I'm hoping to see him in there though, chatting it up with, Scott, Minifesto, Monroe, and Kevin, and Ryan, and uh, Jeff, and you know all, all the regulars in the Discord uh, server talking all things Van Halen. Oh, he's not far off from a uh, little mini manifestos himself, so I'm sure it'll lure him in. I tell you, so. uh, Chaz says uh, down voters of uh, Bottoms Up are fans of Once, uh, which uh... <laughs> out of uh, about what 89 votes, yeah, we did we did have a percentage of down voters, and uh, I, I didn't see anything in the tweets that would indicate uh as to why mainly just uh i'm assuming just people just going meh nah it's not popular or it's not uh it's not the van halen track i love so there you go down voters i guarantee you've cooked hot dogs and lit a meth pipe over a flaming barrel in a portland alleyway there you go josh paints quite the picture don't you folks <laughs> that is a very specific image um but i don't disagree with that assessment so well done josh so all right all <laughs> right awesome. so with that out of the way, and that being said, Corey, it's just you and I, so what do you say we get down to our favorite part of it? And everyone, raise your glass, take a drink. It's time for Manifestations. Beer, 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 beer. We're going to get a clip at some point for that. Hmm. But uh, all right, going over to the, the Discord, just for, to start it off, we had, uh, we had uh, Kevin Brown was very, very uh, adamant that we, that we must hear Pleasure Dome. Uh, but then he kind of backtracked and went to spanked as well. So either way, I'm, I'm going to say Kevin is is manifesting Pleasure Dome and or spanked. And if he does, we're going to have to uh, bring him into the show and have him explain himself. Chaz Charles just said he wants spanked as well. So he's calling yeah. it. Uh, you uh, our you buddy forgot Jeff Scott Brewer. Manifesto Monroe. He, he was the first one there this week. Uh, he wants to keep the VH train running. Right. But somebody get me a doctor. That one has been requested quite a few times, so it, by me, I'm usually, yeah, yeah, usually by <laughs> you, but I mean, it's, but not just you. So I'm, I'm shocked that you haven't called your shot on that one quite yet. But uh, we, uh, yeah, Ryan Powell says uh, he's we're due to finish off women and children first and spin and the cradle will rock. We, yeah, we've we've yet to spin our our namesake. So, uh. <laughs> you want to reply to that uh, for Mr. Brown? We've got lurkers in the chat who are who are making uh, uh, very derogatory remarks. And no, I will not justify it. I won't. Uh, I will. But Kevin Brown says, you need a beer, Mark. All I see is a can of donkey ball sweat. What I mean, are you drinking, drinking tonight, Mark? It's it's a beverage that is very supportive of the uh, LGBTQ plus community. And uh, I don't I don't see what what's wrong with that. So there you go. There you what, go. What, what it tastes like doesn't matter, does it? <laughs> you know what? So and I got a, I got a twelve pack of that in my fridge, so I'm not I'm not complaining about Coors Light. Kevin Look, is man. very much a he he's a beer snob. He's one of those craft beer types. Wait, he's well he, he is also uh, from across the pond, so they have a different uh, way of, um, of 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 thinking about beer. Look, here's the thing: time sometimes is hard, and you know we can't all just be forking over for the. Uh, super high you know a uh, high ac level craft beers that we all love and don't get me wrong i love them 
But, you know, it's, I'm all, I'm a Southerner and, you know, Southerners like to drink, uh, you know, piss beer sometimes because it's cheap <laughs> and it's easy. And uh, you know who really enjoyed Coors Light? Parentera enjoyed Coors Light. Guarantee you the Van Halen boys did too. But I can't confirm that. I don't know that as fact because I am not an expert. I am not a rock historian either. And I'm not even a historian on beer consumption. So take that for what it is. Send it when you need them. Send it. Hey, Eric, did uh, Van Halen drink Coors Light? Yeah. <laughs> get, in, get in here. Uh, People need to know. Jeff, uh, Jeff Brewer said he he's uh, manifesting Dance the Night Away. That would be a yes, great one. I would love to, absolutely. Love to for that one. Uh, and then uh, Scott Everett says, uh, I need something from 1984 to honor episode three of Alan Berry's documentary yes. that you were mentioning. So that would be cool as well. So, um, Corey, you have you, you, you told me off air something specific that you're going to try and call your shot again. Yeah. Yes, that's very true. Like I said, on the way home from the gym, two specific songs played, and both are on the wheel. One's a Dave tune, one's a Sammy tune. Um, I'm going to ditch the Sammy tune because we've manifested the fuck out of that, and it's never come mm -hmm. up. <laughs> uh, which would Humans Being was the second song that played right. on my drive home. The first one, though, and, and it goes in with Mr. Everett here, who wants something from 1984. The only track we have left from 1984 is House of Pain. And that's Ooh. what I heard when I first turned on my truck after getting in there from the gym. So I'm manifesting House of Pain from 1984. Uh, Jeff Brewer says, ain't nothing wrong with that. The VH boys like Schiltz malt liquor. There you go. Schlitz. Sorry. <laughs> Schlitz. Yeah. I'm not American. I do, yeah. <laughs> Schlitz is garbage, though. I remember, but see, when I was a kid, I lived about 50 minutes away from the American border. So we would drive mm -hmm. to Plentywood, Montana. And we'd go to the Piggly fucking Wiggly or the Come and Go, and we'd get like 24 pack of Schlitz for like eight bucks. Like just yeah. the cheapest, grossest fucking beer you can imagine. But if you drank 24 of them, you'd get a slight buzz. Exactly. So, yeah, like, Kevin, I don't want to hear any any uh, uh, down talk on Coors Light's yeah, cheapness Schlitz, and grossness you. until you uh, drink <laughs> Drink some schlitz, okay? <laughs> or, or as Chad says, shits. Yeah, because it will give you the shits. That is also true. Yes. Or uh, old style. Yeah. Don't talk to me about cheap <laughs> grossness until you drink one of those. Oh, um, but anyway, yeah, yeah, exactly. So, so, okay. All right. All right. You want to, you want to finish off with house of pain. All right. That, yes, sir. That, that would be, uh, that's the, that would be the first album that we'd be completely done with. So <laughs> Kevin's out. Kevin's um, done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's done. He's done. I, uh, as much as it pains me, but I'm going to do it. Cause I don't think it'll happen, but I would really love to hear it. I'm going to manifest our namesake, man. I, I, I really want to hear in the cradle will rock. That is uh lots to be said about that track. That's what I'll say. So heavily manifesting and uh proxy vote for Amsterdam over here. So, there you go. There's only one thing to say about and the cradle of rock and that it's fucking brilliant, but hopefully not we, to we tip your hat. Your little, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no, I mean, but, uh, I mean, no, we don't get it. I don't like, you know, yeah, I don't like that song at all. What the hell am I talking about? No, 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 no. <laughs> so cheesy. Oh, God, I hope all right. We got that. this fancy wheel here, folks. <laughs> oh, we have 34 <laughs> entries left on the wheel, buddy. Jeez. It, it just seemed like only yesterday. Yep. So uh, I mean, um, we have. Yeah. We, we have five lurkers lurking, so I'm going to shuffle it five times. One, two, three, four, five. Currently sitting on Can't Stop Loving You. What do you <laughs> say, Mark? You ready to see what we get? Let me hear it, Sammy. All right, here we go. Here we go. Oh, oh we're going to go to a different kind of truth. That. We're going to go to As, as is. is. All right. Kind of truth. That was way outside what we thought we might get, but hey, them's the bricks sometimes. So, uh, the bricks. Yep. Uh, so any fond, uh, any fond uh, memories, any, any sort of uh, caveats before we get started that you have about this track? I really like this album. Uh, I, I don't want to tip my hand on, on the track too much, but uh, I was uh, seeing a in a lot of uh, you know Van Halen album rankings and in the six packs that we did with Eric and all that. A lot of folks were putting a different kind of truth near the bottom, uh, mm -hmm. whereas not, not me. I, I'm actually uh, quite a big fan of this record um, because 
we're using stream, just a little inside baseball for everybody. I, I switched from Zoom to StreamYard to try and up the production value a little bit uh, for our friends on YouTube. I, I started dropping episodes on YouTube just really for the fuck of it. And uh, we ended up in like no time getting over 100 subscribers. So to all you people who found us on YouTube, hey, thank you and hello. And uh, hopefully we're giving you a little better production uh, thanks to StreamYard. But uh, A Different Kind of Truth is not on uh, YouTube Music or Spotify, which is what I use. Right. Um, to, to play the tracks through StreamYard because I can't play them off uh, iTunes uh, for a lot of different technical reasons. So I've actually just kept to go to, to YouTube and, and, and play it off there. That's why you heard a little bit of it at first because you just wanted to fucking play right off the hop uh, right when I brought it up. So hopefully the sound is okay. I know last week uh, we had some issues uh, with, with the track we did. It sounded really tinny, and that was just a, a byproduct of the program we were using. Hopefully everything is cleaned up here. Uh, I want to go to the chat here uh, real quick. Uh, uh, Kevin Brown says, don't know this one should be fun. Yep. Uh, good buddy. Mm -hmm. Chaz says, ain't no bricks truck following no hearse. And, uh, <laughs> Jeff says, this is a good one best on a different kind of truth. And that's kind of been oh, the consensus, right. uh, the consensus for people who dig this album is that it's one of the best on uh, a different kind of truth. Well, then I guess we'll find out. I'm with Kevin. This, uh, this one, because this album was definitely not one of mine in rotation in the past. So this is going to be new to me. Chaz says, let's have some fun, though. All right. So all we're right. going to go all the way back to 2012 and a different kind of truth. This is As Is. <laughs> Any song with a counted like that is already what dreams are made of. I fucking love that counted. <laughs> it's, uh, it's so simple of a thing, but it's like, it's like, oh, wow, you're smashed. Or you just want us to think you're smashed. <laughs> What did you think of that intro, Mark? Well, it was like a very, very, a very, very heavy intro. And then we just went smack back into the uh, old faithful swing of Van Halen. So uh, that's quite a um, misdirect, I would say. Um, not over the top misdirect, as of course, but uh, a, a misdirect. I was expecting something slower and a little bit more chunky. Uh, but then they're like, no, nope, here you go. Swing. Yep. Kevin Brown says, fuck me. Did he borrow his toms from Roger Taylor? They sound gargantuan. Yes, they do. I mean, yeah, I, I was just thinking that they probably have like that thing mic'd all to hell. <laughs> uh, this, uh, if I remember correctly, this, this is the riff that Eddie Van Halen played on Two and a Half Men. Uh, I, I got to oh. look up what, what, it, what exactly he called it. I thought he played it on Two and a Half Men. Uh, let me just, I'm going to go to the Van Halen news desk and I'm going to find out here. There you go. Uh, do, do, do. It's called Two Burritos and a Root Beer Float. <laughs> yeah, he played it during a September 2009 appearance on Two and a Half Men, and even earlier during a NAM demonstration in in 2003. So, I did not realize he had uh, an appearance on Two and a Half Men. That's pretty cool. Yep, yep, very famous one. And then uh, I imagine Eric Senich wrote this write up because he said, "As is grooves like hot for teacher on acid." <laughs> well, okay. So then uh, if we take that and just utilize that mentality with the intro, we heard the intro being your descent into your uh, psychedelic trip and then the swing kind of showing you the sights and the sounds and what have you. Yeah, I, I, I can see that. <laughs> All right, let's get back to her. Today I am a stockbroker in this town that's called progress. That's how we do it. I really love the lyrics in this than 
Uh, yesterday I was a bum and broke. Today I'm a star and broke in this town that's called Progress, <laughs> which very, it, it kind of ties into what you were talking about earlier about uh, uh, labels and studios not wanting to pay artists. Uh, yeah, I've been rich and I've been poor. Rich is better, totally better. Required degree of acceptance <laughs> is must accept as is. <laughs> Well, yeah, of course, rich is better because, like, you can be miserable, but at least uh, you can go buy something that'll take that misery away for a hot second. Or you can be miserable about every, literally everything else, but it's like, hey, are, are your light bills, bills paid? Yeah, they're paid for, like, the rest of the year. Like, well, then good. You're good, right? You're good. You got running water. You got food. Yeah, then no worries. You know, that's what that's what being rich is. Um but I, but you're right. Yeah, I think uh, it kind of sounds like it's sort of like a back slap to the uh, the powers that be, and rightfully so because let that be a lesson to you, kids. Not even a band of Van Halen's notoriety are safe from uh, corporate greed. Yep, uh, you can say what you will about David Lee Roth uh, vocally at this time in his career, but but lyrically, uh, I think he's fucking killing it on this track. Uh, Scott Everett chiming in in the chat. Hey, Scott, Rich is better, totally better, stating the obvious in a very cool way. Yep, there you go. <laughs> yeah. As only one David Lee Roth can do. Let's get back to the yeah, song. Of course. What does dropped chopped Alabama chrome mean? What is Alabama chrome? Is it just like dirty? Because that's what I picture in my brain. Well, you're from the South. I know. That's why I was like, is Alabama chrome just like rust? Is it just rust? (laughs) (laughs) Well, in in context, the rest of the verse is drive my search engine home, dropped and chopped in Alabama chrome. Hey, what the hell it runs? Oh, the day is done. So let's have some fun. So. I think it's uh yeah because again, the most famous team in Alabama is the Crimson Tide and uh, Crimson kind of looks like uh, you, you could get a bit rusty. It looks like it could be a bit rusty, so that's what I think Alabama Chrome is. It's just rust. Yeah, Chaz, there it's a hot rod culture. Yep, there you go. Dropped and okay. chopped in Alabama Chrome just sounds like you're 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 doing a mod, right? You're you're just kind of you're you're like Frankenstratting a you know an old uh, you know thirty two. Uh, you know, kind of like what Billy F. Gibbons is uh, driving on the uh, cover of the Illuminator album or something, right? Yeah. Ah, so it's it's for all you gearheads that are, uh, you know, into cars and what have you. Obviously, my knowledge limited in that aspect. Yeah. Oh, and Chaz says he actually explained it on his podcast. So there you go. So the, that kind of well, makes then. sense. Yep. Uh, and I just love the, you know, hey, what the hell it runs, though. The day is done, though. Let's have some fun, though. Yours very truly as is. <laughs> that That's just a great line. Uh, I want to rip that line apart, but I can't because it just, it fits. <laughs> uh, Don, uh, he says, uh, Kevin says, don't love the mix, at least what I'm getting through the feed. Ed's guitar is a little buried. It's really bass heavy, just a tad imbalance so far. Um, I, I, I kind of, you know, we're talking you know, with Chaz kind of before the call about classif- classifying different Van Halen songs. And he had a whole yeah. bunch listed as kind of metal and we're debating, is that metal? Is that not? Uh, I, I don't mind the, the, the bass heavy so much because to me, that's kind of a, a more metal uh, you know, mix uh, for this mm-hmm. type of song, which, which kind of fits uh, lyrically and, and, and the tone of the song, I think, though. It's very, the low end's very fat. So, yeah, I same. I would uh, totally put this in a metal category as of of some of their uh, discography. Kevin agrees, though. Killer lyrics. Thus far, let's check out the mm-hmm. rest of it. Here we go. Before we get into the meat here, uh, Kevin or Chaz Charles says that's also a boogie. Oh yeah, I agree. Yep. And I love 100%. that. Uh, I love Dave is giving us a warning ahead of time. Is like, look, if you're, you're about to get real confused about this next shit. <laughs> like, oh, okay, cool. Because I wasn't confused enough before. Yeah. 
Well, shit. <laughs> I was going to make one point, and then that, that little little bit right there just threw me off. Um, but that, kids, is what we call uh, where it just, like, slowed down and just got real meaty. That's called a breakdown is what that is. Um, and it's that shit's heavy. Um, you don't get a lot of, like, super heaviness uh, from Van Halen. Not not often, but you know, every once in a while they, they let you know. This is one where they're letting you know that I, I understand where Kevin's coming from, though. The the mix is kind of weird, and that that low end really is thick and very thick. Um, but at least our, on my end, I can still hear pretty much everything, especially. And I'm sure Corey, you've been tuning in. You hearing what Alex is doing back there, oh, dude? Yeah. I, I <laughs> Just, just driving the truck home, man. He's just like off a, off a beaten path. It's great. This was always a Van Halen Brothers track to me because you have uh, Alex on the intro with that counting and then his like his little jungle beat uh, intro and then uh, Eddie with those nice thick guitars just sound fucking amazing. And then oh, uh, Chaz yeah. points out lyrically uh, in the middle, we're going Mean Street a little bit. Uh, absolutely. A little bit, yeah. And, and because Dave can't be ignored in the middle of a guitar solo, had to pipe in with a little more volume in the headphones, please. But kind of apropos because we're having a hard time hearing the guitar, but... I know that's ironic, um, but yeah. Also, it, I, that's that kind of that line bugged me a little bit because it's like Dave, shut up! Just the, the song's still going. <laughs> shut up! Like we don't need to get super meta with this. Just just leave, leave it be. All right, let's get back to her. It's more of my progress. As this is how I follow through. It's now who you squeeze, but who returns once again to squeeze you? No doubt. Cupid sort of man. All right, so you got unspoiled by progress, as is is how I follow through. It's not who you squeeze, but who returns once again to squeeze you, no doubt. Love them all, I says. Let Cupid sort them out. Well, I says good for you. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not entirely sure what he what he's trying to convey there. Like I, I can make a guess, but uh, sure, yeah, all right. <laughs> It fits. What he's saying is fi- it fits uh, the vibe of the song, so I, I can't can't complain too hard, I guess. Yeah, it, it's not who you squeeze, but who returns once again to squeeze you. Yeah, I get it. That's you know that that's probably the uh, the one line that makes a a driving point. I can't help but wonder. You think okay? Chaz says this is some of his best lyrics. I don't know that I am in agreement with that uh, so far, and I have to wonder if. Sammy wrote these songs or if Sammy wrote these lyrics to this song, uh, would people still enjoy it? Or would they say like, here goes Sammy with his, you know, once again with his bullshit. Um, Cause ah, I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm having a hard time with this one. Well, lyrically. yeah. Uh, well, and because Sammy's going to have natural haters anyway, because he's not David Lee Roth for the guys who grew up uh, in the David Lee Roth era who just are, Preposition yeah. to, to hate Sammy Hagar. Turns out Sammy Hagar was right about aliens. I saw a congressional yeah. hearing today <laughs> where they admitted to the existence of aliens, and so Sammy got that right. So why not? I, I'm going to look at his lyrics a whole new way now. I uh, no kidding. And uh, hey, you guys, if you want us to, because uh, there's there's a lot to be said about that, and then if we can inc- incorporate uh, some of the musical elements, you want you want that show where we dive into the aliens and Van Halen and the connections. Uh, join the Patreon. We'll we'll do a whole we'll do a Patreon show uh, uh, for you guys just to get it all out because that's a I don't know what's going on in the world anymore. <laughs> I just don't know. What I like is that the government just came out and said, "Yeah, aliens totally exist. We have dead bodies. We we have craft. One hundred percent, it's real." And the world's like, eh. And the world's like, sure. And like, Whatever. no, like, pay attention. What, what are you talking about? No, this is serious. It's funny. And I was watching a clip from Howard Stern today where he had uh, Sammy in the circle on. And Sammy was telling his story about, you know, not being able to move and the whole big white room and stuff and being spoken yeah. to telepathically. And um, uh, Jason Bonham was on the guitar kit behind him, you know, making this motion. Like, he's fucking full of shit. Like, <laughs> Like none of that happened. Well, guess what? Aliens are real. Might have happened. Uh, yeah, might. Yeah, I know. It's like might have happened. Y'all better. Y'all better apologize to Sammy Hagar. That's all I have to say. <laughs> Authentic oh, frontier gibberish. That's what Jeff Bruce says. Yeah, <laughs> love it. Good call. Oh, all right, boy. let's get back to her. Oh, 
So Scott Everett brings up a great point. Uh, he doesn't like the Dave and Sammy thing either, but Sammy's just much more obvious in lyrics like that. I guess. I guess. Sure. Uh, maybe. I don't know. That's probably a, a more lengthy conversation as well, but yeah, I'll yeah. let it go. Well, he, even his metaphors are much more straightforward, unless it's she puts the cream in my coffee. I still am baffled by that <laughs> lyric. Of all the of all the things Dave has said, the most baffling was Sammy saying she puts the cream in my coffee. Like I, yep. I don't know that. I just I, I had a less of a trouble with that line than the rest of you guys did. Apparently, um, <laughs> I'm not defending up. That's practice. just me. I'm not, That's just I'm, me. Yeah, I'm not defending that song whatsoever because. We've already been through this. <laughs> oh, uh, Kevin uh, has to rain on everybody's parade like he does. They said they found non-human biologics. That's not even a scientific term and could refer to squirrel shit. Come on, Kevin. I mean, Open your did, horizons. I, the, the guy did say specifically, like he, he chose the language very carefully as to, I think he did that just to not freak people out. Like, like yeah, we got dead alien bodies. He just said, uh, there was a craft. There were, uh, there were non-human biology, bio, lot, biologics, however you say that word, biologics, uh, what, bodies. There, yeah, there was bodies. There were <laughs> remains. Uh, I don't think it was squirrel shit because I feel like, uh, there's enough scientific minds out there to be able to dis distinguish the difference. <laughs> Those fucking Best Brits, man, I tell you. Yeah, uh, all they do is is fucking love soccer and rain on parades. That's all he does. <laughs> In soccer, I, I watched Canada versus Ireland today. Boring as fucking shit. And now Kevin's going to scream at me in the chat, I'm sure. Look, I Nashville has a soccer team now, uh, and people are losing their minds and having a great time. But I'll be honest with you, I just I don't care about soccer. I've never cared about soccer yeah. except during uh the the women's Olympic team, uh, like the the women's USA team. Like those girls are unstoppable, man. Like they just play their hearts out. Those are fun to watch. But any other soccer can't do it. Uh, Jeff says Sam's metaphors are definitely less subtle than Dave's usually. Yeah. So that, that's okay. okay. I, yes. I will give you yeah. that one. <laughs> I will absolutely completely correct. Yeah. I concede. All right. Let's keep rocking. So I really want to get uh, Kevin's uh, opinion on this because oh, he yeah. and I were talking uh, in, in a conversation long ago about drummers and about Lars Ulrich. And I, I was trying to explain, like, I didn't mind Lars Ulrich as a drummer, especially on the new record. Mm -hmm. And I played him a little bit and uh, in, with a lot of double kick. And, and he was just like, eh, you know, it, it's just fast. It's not really <laughs> nuanced. But what Alex is doing on the double kick here, uh, I, I will concede, sounds a thousand times better than I think anything Lars Ulrich has ever recorded. I think I've figured it out, and it, this is just a, a mini rant or tangent, if you will. Just like I, I figured out why people don't like Lars. It's not that Lars is a bad drummer, because if he was a bad drummer, Metallica would not have lasted as long as they have. They would certainly wouldn't have achieved the success they have. It's not that he's a bad. He's just a boring drummer. He's a boring drummer. He does not write anything on drums uh, technique-wise that are interesting, that sh that really elevate the band. You don't go see Metallica for the drums. You go see Metallica for you know the heavy riffs and <laughs> James Hetfield's uh, unique vocal style, um, which he didn't used to always have. That's just something that kind of developed over time for God knows what reason. Probably Bob Rock had something to do with it, but anyway. Uh, mm -hmm. that's what I think it is. People are mad at Lars, not because he sucks as a drummer. It's like, no, he's just, he's just kind of boring. He's competent. He's able. He is, if he was incompetent, Metallica wouldn't have lasted. I assure you. Uh, it was just, uh, he was competent enough to hang with what's happening with the guitars and with the bass and everything. And, uh, and that's it. I think being just good enough for the fans, at least, isn't good enough so and for that and i will i will absolutely agree with that i just i think that's exactly what it is i, I think you put that perfectly and i i couldn't mm -hmm. agree more yeah it's not that he's a bad drummer is that he's a boring drummer and kevin yeah uh, says here's the difference for me al does it when it's right when it's for the song Lars just doesn't know how to write drum parts which kind of fits into your point i i agree with Again, that 100 yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, charles however says Lars is brilliant so he, he's a really big fan 
of uh, Lars I mean, Ulrich from stuff. Outside the kit, yes. Uh, Lars is a very smart guy. And honestly, Lars uh, was fighting the good fight for musicians a long time ago when mm-hmm. everybody was calling him uh, a prude. I was like, no, Lars was trying to protect everybody. <laughs> and, uh, you know, so was Sinead O'Connor, you know, sidebar. Uh, rest in peace. R.I.P. Yep, absolutely. All right, let's get back to as is. was wondering how they were going to end this track uh i thought it was going to be just a simple fade out you know that van halen likes to do on occasion or if it was going to finally just end on that arena ending something like that um that was even better i'm a big fan of like uh your outro become uh, basically your music morphing into the outro that becomes something else and that sounded to me like uh they weren't riding off into the sunset more like they were riding up into the clouds and uh to uh to into the oncoming storm that awaits um or maybe i'm just thinking of eddie van halen's contributions to uh the movie twister doesn't matter either way i really like that outro love it too uh, kevin brown agrees great outro love it some Almost Joe Walsh esque bends uh, in the outro there. Yeah, that was kind of cool. Little uh, Jimmy yeah, Page says Chaz. I hear the bends. Yeah, little Page. Yeah, like those. Uh, as um, uh, this the guitar player for band Polyphia calls it the boomer bends. Uh, don't know why he calls it that, but <laughs> it's but yes, very bendy. Um, but there it is. There it is as is. So it was. So it shall be. Um, from women and children first. Uh, an album that is uh not not very high on my list of albums that i enjoy but this song was was kind of a a surprise but was it a surprise in a good way or a bad way i don't know i'm gonna throw it to Corey first because Corey, i think you uh you were more versed in this one so you had an idea of what to expect uh so the question is is as is for you what dreams are made of or is the dream over because I don't have Uh-oh. the sound drop for my vote. Uh, oh, for no. some reason, it, it it left here. So uh, while I'm looking for that and things are binging at me, uh, I just wanted to bring up a, a quote here I found uh, about As Is. And it's about a battered Opel Cadet car that the band used in their early days. There was no window. The window crank had broken. Uh, and he admitted his fear that all the successes and luxuries would be stripped away from him. And it caused him to keep that car for over 30 years. Here's the car. I'll bring it in now for everybody to see. That's the car they're they're, they're talking about, or that's the style of car. <laughs> anyway, that. so. Amazing, amazing stuff. Also, I want you to talk about Metallica a little more while I, I load up my, my uh, cue here. Jeff Brewer right, says, right. Hetfield is Metallica. He thinks the other three are replaceable. And discuss. I, well... <laughs> The thing is, I might have agreed with you if uh, if we were just talking about the first four albums. However, Metallica did a lot. They gained a lot of commercial success after those albums, and for for better or for worse, uh, you know, Black Album was was huge for them. I mean that that was the one that really made them soar, and so much of that Metallica sound. Uh, is uh, not just James Hetfield's doing, but you kind of have to give it to Kirk Hammett for that uh, because he's the soloist. 
Uh, is he doing um, kind of the same sort of phrasing in his solos? A lot of times, yeah, but they fit. They fit the Metallica songs that that uh, they play, and he just has this unique tone that is undeniably uh, Metallica. Uh, again, if we were talking about just the uh, first few albums, I might have said, yeah, you probably need to keep Hetfield and then, uh, well at that point in those first few albums, you would need to, you absolutely keep cliff. And unfortunately, you know, cliff passed away due to an unfortunate accident. So we'll never get that. That still troubles me, man. It's like, cause cliff Burton was incredible. And he, I think he could have done some amazing things had he uh, still been with us, but nevertheless, let's just assume we're talking about uh, the, uh, the past bass players that we've had. I, I, I don't know if you guys have heard uh, Rob Trujillo like like by himself. That guy can rip. That dude is incredible, and he's it's not just Metallica. He's played with. I mean, he's played with Ozzy. He's played with uh, uh, Suicidal Tendencies. He's played with like he's played with Nickel Creek, Bluegrass. Like that guy is all over the place. He has versatility for days. So I don't know that you could. Re- I mean, I guess you could kind of replace him because in Metallica he's not doing uh, a ton of crazy things like like Lars but I I don't know if you re, if you replace Kurt Kamet to me I think you're losing a little bit of that Metallica spark um that's not to say he's the the only he's the best guitar player for that band no I'm just saying he is the guitar player for that band <laughs> you know he, he did all this time he's certainly better than Dave Mustaine yeah I said it uh and I just think you're going to lose a bit of that Metallica flair if you take him out, even if you still have James. So that's just my hot take. Um, I think James and Kirk are the ones you cannot replace. You could probably replace the other two. I tell you what, Mark, you should be on the uh, season finale of uh, Regarding Lulu uh, with with Chaz Charles talking about uh, Metallica and Lou Reed. Uh, Chaz says Metallica is all percussion. James is the vision. Which, uh, yeah, I, I don't know if I'm on board with that one. I thought Metallica's all guitars and Lars is the backbone. That is going to require a, a longer, much longer discussion, <laughs> I think, because I, I have no idea what the hell you're getting that from. But, uh, no, yeah, I mean, your opinion is your opinion, and I, I'd be very curious to hear more from it. So, again, that might require a longer in-person conversation for you to explain your meaning behind that because I don't get it. Guess what? I found my sound clip. Before I, I get to my vote, though, uh, Scott Everett says, a very strong effort from a different kind of truth. I think Wolf had a heavy influence on this one, and his effort shouldn't be overlooked on this one. Uh, totally agree. Yeah, Wolf was fantastic. We didn't talk about Wolf at all, but the, that driving bass along with Uncle Al, uh, fantastic uh, on this track here. And, uh, I believe it. I believe it. Uh, Kevin Brown says, a good song. Enjoyed this one. We'll just pretend Dave can still sing at this point and most definitely isn't being tuned but he gives up what dreams are made of. So. <laughs> yeah, we just pretend. We all just pretend. Yeah. All right. Let, let's see if this is going to play for me now. So you asked, what is my vote on yes. uh, as is? All right. Well, first, I got to uh, take out that comment here. I'm going to go to this, and I'm going to play. Great, great song from as is. Again, uh, Real hidden gem in the catalog. A lot of people dis disregard this album. Oh, it's like you know half old demos from the seventies. Like who cares uh, if they want to rework old stuff and make it new again? Every band does it. What's the fucking difference? Uh, as is is great. Uh, I never got into Two and a Half Men, so I never saw the episode that he was in. I saw the clip a few times, but um, that this is taken from a track called Two Burritos and a Root Beer Float from Two and a Half Men. I think is very cool, and uh, it, it just fucking rocks, right? It, uh, everything about it is great. Uh, Alan Wolfie killing it. Eddie's killing it. Uh, Dave, uh, like I said, vocally, not at the top of his game, but lyrically, I think he is. This is an absolute gem, I, I think, from as is, and absolutely what dreams are made of. But Mark Kamire, the question now spins around to you and your buddy there on your lap. Who is that we have here tonight? This is Lydia. Is Lydia the one that got away from you not that long ago? No, Beetlejuice was the one. Beetlejuice did. That's, okay. That's just his game. <laughs> gotcha. So Lydia and Mark, what is your vote on as is? Is this what dreams are made of or is the dream over? What do you think, Lydia? Hmm? Oh, now you're not going to talk? Okay. <laughs> Normally she's very talkative, so I'll vote for her. Dreams, 
Yeah, I, again, I, I could probably spend a lot more time diving into the lyrical content of it and scratching my head and going like, uh, I think he's trying to say this, but I'm not sure I dig this phrasing or I'm not sure I dig this. I really don't like uh, his little interjection during the solo because it's just, I get it. It's a Dave thing, but it's like, it's not needed. But all that being said, um, all that to say, like, I, I can't downvote the song because the song rocks. The song kicks ass. Uh, you know, I might have problems with the lyrics aside, but some of those lyrics still fit. And even when they sound really stupid, it still fits the vibe of the song. So you, you can't you can't downvote it. One thing we didn't really talk about, though, was the was Eddie's solo. Uh, that solo to me, I don't know if you guys ever watched, uh, back in the nineties, there was this tiny television show called Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, and it had one of the greatest, uh, intros of all time. And it started off with this heavy guitar riff and then, uh, finger tapping solo. And it was just the coolest thing in the world. And, uh, this solo reminded me so much of that. So just with the association of Power Rangers and nostalgia alone, how could I possibly downvote this? Uh, it's heavy. It's fast. It's got that familiar, uh, Van Halen swing to it, as we've mentioned, but it also kind of, it takes, uh, some moments to subvert your expectations. The breakdown I mentioned, I mean, like, I didn't expect that. This was my first time hearing the song. Like, I didn't expect Van Halen to do breakdowns in 2012. Like, that, what are we doing here? I, I assume Wolfie had a hand in that, but nevertheless, whoever's idea it was, good work because this song really works for me. Um, lyrics aside, it doesn't matter because am I having fun listening to it? Yes, it's a great time. And that's what you want out of Van Halen if at the end of the day. So, there you are. What dreams are made of, as is, for the both of us. Standing ovation. Good job, boys. All right. Oh, man. God, it's... I'm just sort of like... That's going to be one I'm going to have to like re-listen to because I, I just wasn't... I wasn't expecting that. I, don't even, I didn't even know what it was I was expecting, but not that. <laughs> it's a, it was a welcome surprise. Absolutely. And there's quite the, the chat going on about Metallica now. Uh, you yeah. know, have uh, I stirred the pot a <laughs> uh, little bit, uh, Jeff and Chaz going back and forth. Uh, Jeff actually said, uh, James plays some percussive guitar, which I think is what uh, Chaz is getting to. Cause he says, thanks. Uh, Chaz says my point is large is a full 25% of all Metallica is drums, guitars, and bass, all percussion instruments. Uh, I mean, okay. But then by that logic, uh, all metal bands are percussive so I mean, I mean, James is playing rhythm. So I mean, you're like, is he doing a lot of chugging? Well, it's like, well, yeah, it's metal. So what, what are you gonna do? You know, what? Are you, I don't know. I just, I, I don't, I don't know that I would say that Metallica is like all percussions. Like, I don't know that I would agree with that. And again, yeah, as Ta or uh, uh, Kevin is saying in the chat, maybe it's a metal thing. Um, it's, I, I get, I get the idea um, behind thinking that uh metal would be percussive and i get that why you would think like james is uh playing percussive he's not it's a string i mean guitar is a string instrument i mean i don't know why we would consider that percussion but uh again i'm not a musical dictionary either so i'm just all my time in school studying music at no point did uh a guitar enter the fray in terms of you know percussion talk but Again, that's a conversation for another time. Um, and uh, that's a conversation for another podcast. So, yeah, very tune into uh, regarding Lulu and regard in any other Metallica podcast for sure. This is the Van Halen podcast. That's what you come to hear. That's what you come for. You come for the conversations about Van Halen. And what we got was a rockin' swingin' tune called As Is from Women and Children First. So that's the conversation I'm interested in having. Um, but I'm also interested in uh, the people that are uh, very much keeping the lights on, the people that are uh, continuously engaging in the conversations, much like the people in the chats right now, uh, our glorious patrons. We have a Patreon, you guys. We keep talking about it. And I'm going to keep talking about it until you finally realize, you know what? We should join that. We should get some of these perks. You should. Everybody should get the perks. We got perks. And if we don't got perks that you want, we'll make them. So for as a thank you, I'm going to go through the list of our patrons real quick. We got Matt Lacoste, Nate from the Deep Purple Podcast, Rava Flave, Josh Codwell, Greg Zito, Michael Griffith, Chaz Charles, uh, Sean McGinnity from Meet the Geeks, 
Kevin Brown in the chat right now, Pearl Lineker, Scott Monroe, Ryan Powell, Jeff Brewer. I think both of you guys are in the chat. What's up? Uh, ben Adres- uh, Andreas. Andreozzi, I believe. Andreozzi, I think. Andreozzi, actually. Thank you. Yeah, he didn't comment on the feed, but he commented on Patreon, actually. Uh, He was very happy with tonight's selection of As Is. So hopefully, uh, Ben dug the track and liked the show. Ben Andreozzi, thank you so much. Tarm Armbruster, Scott Everett, Don, aka Wabo and Cabo, and our newest patron and buddy, Heath McCoy. Whatever happened to Heath Murphy, we may never know. Never Thank know. you guys, though. You guys are great. You guys are. Uh, I, I love that the conversation is is still going. It keeps going. I love your enthusiasm, all of you. It keeps us uh, feeling refreshed and enthusiastic about uh, keeping the show going. So thank you very much. But we only have so many episodes left. The wheel is getting uh, uh, not thinner per se, but uh, it's just uh, the the titles are getting bigger. And when the titles get bigger, that means there's less of a selection. So that is vastly approaching, but we're not there yet. We still got plenty of time, plenty of episodes. Uh, Corey, where can the people find all the stuff if they want to uh, get down on the nitty gritty of the show and where they can find like-minded shows like us? Well, www.podcastwillrock.com for all your podcast will rock needs. Uh, I'll actually have a little more time dedicated to the website now that I've uh, passed off all the social media uh, to all my shows, to all my co-hosts. So thank you to Kevin Brown, uh, John Mariano, Scott Haskin, and you, Mark Meyer, for taking over the And the Podcast Will Rock Twitter feed. So I just have one last stress in my life. I will get to the uh, website and give it some much-needed uh, TLC coming up soon. And, of course, uh, check us out on Patreon, like Mark said, uh, patreon.com slash podcast. Rock. Uh, if you want a tier where uh, Mark comes to your house and mows your lawn in a rainbow thong while singing a song, probably Beautiful Girls by Extreme, we will make that tier for you. Oh, don't make me sing that song. I'll do everything well, else. Why don't you sing Who Wants to Live Forever then? That's one we talked about <laughs> with our uh, with our lurkers earlier. I'd like to hear you sing that song. Maybe not in the rainbow thong, but at least sing the song. <laughs> well, I'm wearing the rainbow thong now. <laughs> Beach your and, uh, eyes. <laughs> oh lord uh, ap- apologies to our youtube viewers for mark and the rainbow thong but let's talk about the deep dive podcast network where you can find all sorts of fantastic shows including myself and scott haskin minus john mariano who's now left backtracks aerosmith revisited uh check out our latest episode to find out more but john and i are still doing backtracks the music talking our favorite songs from our favorite movies uh scott of course does the uh, magicians podcast about uriah heap nate and john at the deep purple podcast the simple man at skinnered reconsidered terry t-bone mathley at t-bone's prime cuts on the other side rye at sabbath bloody podcast Paul, Joe, and David at In the Lap of the Pods. Andy and Matt at Hawk Binge, talking all things Hawkwind. Eric and Jonathan at Maiden A to Z. Daniel and Josh at Diary of the Mad Men, the Ultimate Aussie podcast. Ben and Sam at Universally Speaking, the Red Hot Chili Peppers podcast. George and Hattie at the Judas Priest cast. Clay and Rye at North by South podcast. Greg and Jonathan at So Far, So Pod, So What Kevin Brown, of course, does the Tom Petty Project and the amazing Seaside Pod Review with uh, none other than Randy Woods. Quinn at End Volume for All. Sav, Nick, Steve, and Mark at the Rock Roulette Podcast. And Chaz and Greg at Regarding Lulu. That's wrapping up very soon. Everybody go check out that show. And don't forget all of our other uh, podcast friends at uh, Sean Geek and the Fast Fred Podcast. You're All Doomed, a Friday the 13th podcast. The DLR Cast, the Bogus Oda Show. Pod of Thunder, the recognized symbol of excellence in rock and roll podcasting. Booked on Rock with the legendary Eric Senich. Dissect that film and Three's Company 2 uh, rewatch podcast. You know what? I'm going to put a plug out there too for State of America uh, talking about the Black Crows. That's who is supposed to be our guest tonight. Couldn't make it though. Hopefully we get them on the next show. Apologies to Matt Damon. We'll hopefully get you on next week. That's a niche reference at this point, but I love that. I love <laughs> that you busted that out. It's good stuff. All right. Yeah, you can find me at Mark the Bat on Twitter and uh, and Instagram. And, uh, of course, I'll be taking over the uh, social medias of And the Podcast Will Rock. So uh, I'll do my best, you guys. Uh, Corey was usually way more attentive uh, than I am, but I'll do my best. And if I'm slacking, do let me know. I know a few of you out there will. will absolutely be like, yo, Mark, where's the da-da-da? Like, let's go. Let's do this. Like, I need that sometimes. I need the, the extra motivation uh, uh, to get with it. So, 
be on the lookout for all that and do uh stay tuned uh for 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 all the all the comings and goings that we got going on on the show uh hey special announcement here august 5th if you happen to find yourself in the huntsville alabama era uh area there's a little venue called Shag Nasties in Huntsville, Alabama. We will be playing the show. That's why myself and my uh, cohorts in the band, Rose of Sharon, a tribute to Killswitch Engage, bringing the metal to Alabama, along with our buddies, Vulgar Display of Nashville, a tribute of Pantera. We're just going to give Alabama a little Nashville flair of uh, some familiar tunes. So if you find yourself out that way and you want to see me scream in your face, by all means, come on down to Huntsville, Alabama, August 5th, uh, Shag Nasties. It's going to be a good time. It's also going to be an outdoor show, so I am going to be a sweaty mess. Ooh. And who doesn't want to see that? So come on down, get screamed at, and uh, uh, probably catch some sweat while you're at it because it's hot down here in the south. It's very hot. Um just pray for no rain. There you are. So, and that's all I got. Um, once again, you guys, thank you so much for tuning in to our lurkers, our patrons that uh, are with us uh, every week when we do these shows. Thank you for your, your input. You guys are very chatty today. Love it. Even if I stirred the pot a little bit, still love it. Still love your input. Love the conversations. And uh, let's keep it going. Let's keep this going. The show's not done yet. We're still going. We are. And the podcast will rock. And we will rock you later.